The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. So the title of our lesson this morning is Successful Fear. And I think that the question, the title Successful Fear, raises a lot of question for us. Just the concept of it. Could, can fear in and of itself be used to promote some sort of success, successful expression of our energy? And we all have different perceptions and feelings about how fear interacts with our lives. And I want to share something that many of us know because we've heard it over the years from Dr. Holmes and other new thought leaders of the time. They defined fear as false evidence appearing real. That's an oldie but a goodie. And then, of course, I personally define fear as frequency emitting at rock bottom. Now, who has not heard, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Or feel the fear and do it anyway. And then multitudes have been inspired from the wisdom of Tichnot Han, who wrote, Fear keeps us focused on the past or worried about the future. If we could acknowledge our fear, we can realize that right now we are okay. Right now today... We are still alive, and our bodies are working marvelously. Our eyes can still see the beautiful sky. Our ears can still hear the voices of our loved ones. Or perhaps you were inspired by Nelson Mandela, who said, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. Even in John of the Holy Scriptures, it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love Cast out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Will you humor me with one more? This is Eckhart Tolle's take. And I love Eckhart Tolle. He said, boredom, anger, sadness, or fear are not yours. Not personal. They are conditions of the human mind. They come and go. Nothing that comes and goes is you. Nothing that comes and goes is you. So the question is this. People intellectually know what fear is. They intellectually agree with all the platitudes and have been inspired by the sages for eons. Who, when we get right down to the nitty-gritty, we're just saying, don't fear, be happy. And yet, there is a vibration of causation. Vibration of causation embedded within the collective consciousness of humanity humanity that when this vibration is felt, and when this vibration is first recognized within an individual, it is the vibration that tends to stop many individuals from pursuing their dreams and goals, from taking positive action, and most commonly, from sharing their past, their passion, 
and current opinion out of fear of what others might say, think, or do. Fear is a vibration of the collective consciousness of humanity that when felt are recognized within, and an individual reflects on that vibration, it e reflects outward as unwanted and unwarranted effects. It is the recognition of fear, how we individually define fear, and our emotional reaction to the platitudes and the inspiration concerning fear that we're going to suggest a radical concept for you today. Recall what we said, that fear is a vibration of causation embedded within the collective consciousness of humanity. As beings of vibrational energy, we get it, we know that like energy is drawn to like energy, that where our thoughts go, our energy flows. And we knowingly admit to believing and feeling each of us contains the omnipotent energy of source. Yet, if we're going to be 100% honest, fear still appears within the psyche of many in spite of what we understand, believe, and feel. Geez, what's an energetic being to do? You know, the last time Dan and I went to Six Flags to ride the roller coasters, right? It was, we, the first one we rode was the Ninja roller coaster. You ever been on it? Oh my God. I mean, it's a half mile long, right? It goes to speeds more than 55 miles an hour up these enormous hills with these breathtaking drops and these giant loops to loops everywhere. All the while you're held in by something that looks like it came off your grandpa's Mercury Marquee. You know what I'm talking about, right? And so we get off this ride, we get off the Ninja, and we have to go through that area now where you go through all the amusement parks where they, they've taken your picture, right? Just in case you want to purchase a last minute item. And our picture pops up. And there I am, white knuckling the grab bar. My eyes squeeze shut my mouth wide open and mid-scream. That's how it was the whole ride. Dan's picture, on the other hand, was him laughing, eyes wide open, his hands in the air, you know. You know what they tell you not to do. All the while having that look of a five-year-old that just got his training wheels off his bike. And so Dan looked at me and said, let's get one. <laughs> I said, no. <clears throat> so look, true story. You know, I look the same way in all the pictures, by the way, off of every roller coaster, and he looked pretty much the same too. I knew that that's what we were going to Six Flags for, right? I knew we were going to Six Flags to ride the roller coaster. And I did it anyway. Why? Well, I love roller coasters, even though they scare me. Does this translate to feeling the fear and doing it anyway? Not at all. It means I chose to recognize a causative vibration of fear existed within me and perceived it as if it's something that's stirring up fear within me that frightens me, then at its root vibration, at its root vibration, it's got to be something enjoyable 
something good, something new and exciting, or something that presents an opportunity for growth and expansion. If you, in You Are a Bad Derriere by Jean Sinero, she writes this, the more you focus on the positive instead of getting sucked down by the negative, the more energy you'll have to help and the more light you will bring to the situations that sorely need it. When you feel frustrated or upset by a person or situation, remember that your reactions are not the truth about the person or situation. They are just your feelings about them. All you have to do is change your perception and you are free. Change your perception and you are free. She then says, when you commit to transforming your life, you commit to getting very uncomfortable over and over and over again. Befriend the unfamiliar, the risky, the, the me no wanna. Discomfort means you're almost there. The discomfort means you're almost there. So here's the radical concept we want to explore today. Rather than feeling the fear and doing it anyway, doubting your abilities or doing nothing in the face of fear, which, by the way, is still a decision to, to an experience and effect, right? We suggest recognizing fear is what it is, a causative vibration that at its root, its core, is pure source energy being molded by the collective consciousness of humanity. The effect of fear is not determined by anything than how you knowingly or unknowingly choose to accept this causative vibration within your journey. All you have to do is pivot the perception and you are free. Pivot the perception of the fear and you are free. You're allowed to perceive this vibration as an inner calling for expansion or stagnation. Operating from this radical concept, understand there is not good or bad fear, as vibration unto itself doesn't know the essence of the quality that it's resonating. It's only resonating. It only knows it must vibrate in order to express. And within the collective consciousness of humanity, there is an abundance of life vibration for any fear to align. Move beyond the perception of fear. When you do that and choose to say fear is neither good or bad, all that you will manifest is successful fear. Because at this point, what we're doing is accepting the vibration for what it really is, an opportunity to evolve a greater awareness of the divine resonating with the energy within us. A successful vib vibration of energy that at some level you resonate with. And it doesn't matter why. However, through the pivoting of your perception of fear, the up, you up-level the, the effect. So in the book, You Are a Bad Derriere Every Day, Jen tells this great story about a woman who walks a mile to a stream every day and fills two clay pots with water and then she carries them back to her hou house with each pot dangling from either side of a long stick that drapes across her shoulders. And when she arrives home each day with the water, one of the pots is full and the other is half empty. Now the half empty pot is very sad and feels like it's a loser. 
because it's got a crack in it and it beats itself up for wasting water and for doing a bad job and for not being as perfect or effective as the crack-free pot. It, and notice I said crack-free pot. I didn't say crack pot. We're not talking politics today. It tells the woman how ashamed it is. The woman thinks this pot is doing a fabulous job and tells it how the world is a better place because of its crack. She explains that the path to the stream that she's walked every day is now has a stunning line of flowers growing down along one side thanks to the water that's dripped out of the pot. And she tells the pot how much joy these flowers bring her and how they never would have grown without the crack in the pot. And she reminds the cracked pot that the side of the path with the flowers is full of life. Full of life. Jean wrote this. Jen wrote this, everything in our reality is reflected back to us depending on how we choose to perceive it. Your flaws are either strikes against you or a part of what make you unique and awesome. It's your choice. So what we have to say to that is your fears, if you have any, if you have any, whatever they may be, whatever size, are a vibration. There's just a vibration. And they are what makes you unique and awesome. And all we are suggesting is to begin the process of perceiving those fears for what they are. That causative vibration of energy that's being misinterpreted and misformed by the collective consciousness of the whole of humanity. When you've got that, you begin to realize fears are not designed harm you. They're designed to expand you. To expand you beyond the fear. So, when you've got some true fear, what does it look like? Right? I, ha I have a, people don't know this, right? So I talk about, talked earlier about being afraid of roller coasters, and it's very true. It's from a childhood trauma. At Six Flags, five years old, riding the Dahlonega, I just made the height <laughs> requirement. And as we're, as the Lonica do it, doing its thing, I started to slide out on one of the curves. And so mother had to grab me. My mother had to grab me and pull me in. It's frightening for her. It's frightening for me. I've been scared of roller coasters ever since, right? But it doesn't keep me from getting on them. Because I realized later on in life, that that one experience could help shape me or it could help break me. And if I give in to one experience that has promoted the idea of fear or that I am somehow not in alignment with the best of source at all times, that means I have set the precedent to allow myself to be blocked by other fears that come along. Follow that? Of course you do. It's a very interesting experience for me sometimes. And I, I come with you guys and I speak and everybody sees Reverend Tony. And that's always unique and it's always wonderful, we know. But there's another side to this of being a minister that a lot of people don't always get. And one of the things, or see, and one of the things that happens occasionally is 
I'm called to do a, a memorial service or a funeral or a celebration of life service. And it's, it's, for me, those type of services really need to be about empowering the people that are there through loving memories of those that have transitioned. That's my goal. Now, admittedly, um, I've done too many over the years, right? However, sometimes, for me being the presenter, it's easier for me to do when I don't have a connection to the individual. So I get random calls, often actually, from individuals that have no, no church affiliation, no history with CSL or any church, and for whatever reason they want to send whomever off with a celebration of life, and they've heard about this strange New Thought minister that does such a thing. And am I willing? And I said, yes. And those are very easy for me to perform. Got it? However, there's a fear that Tony has that Reverend Tony doesn't have. And the fear that Tony has is doing something that, uh, how, do I, how do we say this? The bottom line is, is going to be this. Um, allowing my emotions to show in public because it's a disservice to those that are there. So when we do a memorial service or a celebration of life for someone that is a member of the congregation, that's been active in the congregation, that we all love and adore, such as the one we did last week, it is a whole different internal experience for me because I'm still committed to making sure those that are present are inspired by loving memories of their loved ones, while at the same time, a true fear of breaking down, right? Breaking down and letting my emotions flow. And a lot of people say, oh, that doesn't matter. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't worry about that. It makes you real. It may make me real, but at the same time, it's not my role at that time. Follow that? So I have to, only twice in 20 years have I publicly allowed my emotions to flow. Once was at my mother's memorial, and the second was at the wedding of um, Reverend Jay Robbins and his partner, Bill Thomas. And Bill Thomas, at the time, uh, neither of them are still here, but uh, Bill Thomas at the time was just starting to show the effects of Alzheimer's. He just knew he wanted to get married, and they went through with it. Very powerful moment for me. And those are the only times. But what we're saying to you is, if I give in to that fear, which is valid, right, and recognize for what it is, collective consciousness stuff. Collective consciousness stuff. It is the opportunity, when I buy into the vibration of collective, con collective consciousness of fear, for me to submit to all that collective consciousness believes and feels, as opposed to what I know, as opposed to what I know. And what I know is, beyond that fear, on the other side of that fear, is always some demonstration of the divine, some demonstration that if I focus on that vibration that at its core is source energy, that I know to be source evolving in that moment, then, and then, I can set the intention to perceive not only the vibration, 
but to experience the positive effect. Are we clear as mud? So look, we got it. Everybody has a fear, whatever it may be. And if you don't have fear, God love you. See me after service. Tell me how you did it. I'm letting you know, and the radical concept is, is how for those of us that struggle from time to time with these sort of embedded fears from, from past experience or collective race consciousness fears, how do we get through them and see the presence of the divine in all things and be that same presence in all things? And it's through awareness, through the awareness. Jen said the key to growth is acknowledging your fear of the unknown and jumping in anyway, right? And I want to focus here a moment on her saying the fear of the unknown because the reality is we do know what's on the other side of the fear of the unknown, and that is source. It's all God. It's all energy all the time. So there is no true unknown. What is unknown is how I choose to perceive that vibration of fear in that particular moment. And so I have to begin conditioning myself to perceive any vibration of fear coming up at its core as pure source energy. Therefore, it is not going to impact my experience in a negative way. That means I can feel the fear and do it anyway. That means I can feel the fear and jump in. That means I can feel the fear and say, you know what? We need to, get, we need to align with source in this moment. We need to stand clear in what our intention is, to always be at one with source 24-7, because source in and of itself does not know what fear is. There is no fear contained within source. And so if I'm, if I'm experiencing with, with it fear within myself, then guess what? I am out of alignment with source. And this is a call, this is a concept that you can implement right now today. Just begin pondering it. Jen says, it's on your affirmation card this week. She says, if you keep waiting for the right time, you'll keep living the wrong life. Oh my God. So... When is it the right time to begin looking at what's been holding me back from experiencing life more fully? When is that right time? Next week? Tomorrow? Why not now? Why keep putting off what we know is going to allow us to live life fully? I want to return to the scriptures for a moment and bring back the words from John. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Translation for New Thought Vernacular, there is no fear in the energy of divine love. And there is no, no fear in the energy of divine love, and alignment with love cast out all fear. What do we know God to be? Love. As fear is a causative vibration misinterpreted through the collective consciousness of humanity. And those who entertain thoughts and feelings of fear are not in alignment with source, the energy of love. So our radical concept is this, that you begin setting the intention 
to that we want you to embrace is to set the intention to begin pivoting, to begin up-leveling your perception of fear. That's all we're asking you to consider, to up-level what fear is. And we're going to do that by providing you with a few questions that you may want to ask yourself. Questions such as, why am I aligning with this particular causative vibration at this time? Is it a remnant of a past experience or interaction? Is it a calling for growth concerning a particular subject or subjects? When I up-level my perception of this, this particular fear, when I up-level that of this particular vibration and recognize that its root energy is the love of God, the energy of the divine, being misinterpreted and most likely misrepresented by the collective consciousness of humanity. What good awaits me on the other side of this up-leveled perception? And lastly, if I continue to put off working through this causative vibration, will I continue to live the right or wrong life for me? Now, look, there are no right or wrong answers to these questions. There are only your answers. And however you answer them, you get to decide, do my al answers allow me to experience the fullness and freedom of my spiritual authority and power? That choice is yours. And nobody gets to judge. You get to decide, where do I want to be in this process? It's a great story about an author by the name of Eli Wiesel. I think I Lysel. And he was a Holocaust survivor. At and at 15 years old, Eli and his family were deported by the Gestapo to the Auschwitz death camp. And they were separated. And there he endured starvation and torture, not to mention the deaths of those that he loved. But Eli's story is not just that he survived and overcame the fear of being killed every day, but that he went on to live his life without hate. Eli said the anger was there, he acknowledged it, but then he said the hate is not. And there are two sisters have a similar story, they're named Clementine and Claire, and they witnessed the murder of their family during the R Rwanda genocide. And the sisters hid from for a hundred days and spent six years in refugee camps all across Africa, not knowing if their parents were alive. And in 2000, they, were, they immigrated to the U.S. And after years of never succumbing to the fear of could their parents be dead, an acquaintance told the sisters their parents were alive. The family reconnected on the phone after 12 years of not seeing each other. So parents imagine, or children imagine, not seeing your loved one for 12 years, not knowing what their experience was. And it turns out by never succumbing to the collective idea of fear, focusing on the good on the other side of what would happen if they continued seeking, searching for their parents. They were, the sisters were flown to the U.S. for a reunion by none, none other than Oprah herself, who just happened to hear their story. See, these are not just stories of people overcoming fear. These are demonstrations of individuals who actively and consistently up-leveled their perception 
of a causative vibration, and as a result, they experienced an up-leveled effect. Jen says this, when you remember that you're riding on a ball in infinite space with a humongous star, star of molten fire exploding over your head, and that simply being alive is a near-death experience, the concept of playing it safe suddenly seems ridiculous. Heed the hollerings of your heart, grab hold of the horns of uncertainty, and sneer the sorting, snorting beasts in the direction of your wildest dreams. When you succumb to fear, you are under the illusion that you can predict the future. Isn't that awesome? So yes, all this month, all of this month ties into the series we're calling You Are a Superhero. And I get that sometimes with the vibrations that are currently, be present currently being presented within the consciousness of humanity, that life can be scary. It can be scary. But what we want to do is look at that vibration and say, well, wait a second, if I succumb to the vibration, am I trying to predict the future? And if I'm trying to predict the future, am I predicting my future or am I predicting the future that others say I might have? So you get to decide. You get to decide what that's going to look like. And you get to decide what's on the other side of that vibration. At the end of the day, as source expressence, it comes forward as the individual unique and awesome you. Unique and awesome you. Your consciousness serves as almost a filter of what gets expressed out. And that filter is going to filter out the collective consciousness or it's not. So this becomes a knowing exercise where we actively practice looking at what's coming up within us to say, say to ourselves, why am I experiencing this vibration in the now? Am I succumbing to the fear, the illusion that something somebody said is going to impact me, or am I living my divinity? That choice is yours. So every day, we get, on, we get in our cars, we go out on the road, we go to, to get on 285 or just go to the grocery store, and we forget what a superhero demonstration that is. It really is. Especially in the city of Atlanta. Every day I know that there are those that get up in the morning and they go and they feed their kids and they go to work and they do all that they need to do to take care of the family and they forget what a superhero demonstration that is. There are those that now are maybe over 30. And we forget what a superhero demonstration that is, regardless of where we fall in that spectrum. So what we're saying to you is this. If by chance you're over 25 or 30, you've not only proven that you're a superhero, you've proven, demonstrated, that fear has no place in your journey and that you are way more powerful than any vibration that's being misrepresented or misformed by the, mis by the collective consciousness of the whole.
Did I get a true dad at least? That was really good. So you get to decide now what you want to do. Mary Morrissey said, you block your dream when you allow your fear to grow bigger than your faith. When you leave here today, understand, you're leaving with one intention, and that is to be the superhero whose power is to live your faith. To live the faith and the power of you, to live the faith and the power of your divinity, to live your faith and the power of the knowing that there is no vibration that is stronger, more powerful than you. No perception. That all that you are and all that you ever will be is that vibrant expression of source. And that is what makes you a superhero. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.